This week, the European Commission has unveiled its highly anticipated Data Governance Act. In today's transmission, we take a closer look at the plans. Welcome to your Active's Digital Brief podcast, where we bring you a specially curated tech story from the week in the world of EU politics and policy. For a full breakdown of all the most important stories over the past seven days in this patch, sign up to my free newsletter or take a look at it online at youractive.com. My name is Samuel Stolton and this is Euractive's Digital Brief Podcast. This episode is powered by Google. YouTube supports the European Commission's goal to create a more responsible internet with the Digital Services Act. YouTube's business and continued success demands that we protect our community of users, creators and advertisers. To learn more about how YouTube manages content, go to youtube.com forward slash how YouTube works. The European Commission has decided against imposing geographical restrictions on the establishment of so-called data sharing services as part of ambitious new plans laid out in the landmark Data Governance Act presented on Wednesday. As a means to facilitate greater sharing of data across the bloc, the European Commission believes that such data sharing processes should be set up as a means to act as a go-between for exchanges of data between data producers and data acquirers. Previous drafts of the new regulation has laid down Previous drafts of the new regulation had laid down the obligation that new data sharing services acting as intermediaries between data holders and secondary users would have to be established in the EU. Yet the final version stipulated that any such data sharing services should either have a place of establishment in the EU or at least designate a representative in Europe. On Wednesday, the European Commission's Executive Vice President for Digital, Margareta Vestaya, disclosed more details on the operation of such data intermediaries, which the Executive hopes will prove instrumental in helping Europe achieve a certain sense of data sovereignty and independence from third country service providers. This is what Vestaya had to say earlier this week. The principle behind the intermediaries is to boost voluntary data sharing whilst preserving control over the data by companies and households. And this will only work if these intermediaries, they are fully trusted. Several caveats will ensure this trust. To start with, intermediaries are required to notify to the competent uh, public authority their intentions of providing data sharing uh, services. They will ensure the protection of sensitive and confidential data, and they will have to comply with strict requirements to ensure their own neutrality. In practice, the Commission believes that demonstrating such neutrality is only possible by way of a clear structural separation between the eventual data acquirer and the data intermediary. It is therefore necessary that data sharing service providers act only as intermediaries in the transactions and do not use the data exchanged for any other purpose, the regulation states. This will also require structural separation between the data sharing service and any other services provided, 
so as to avoid issues of conflicts of interests, it adds. However, some in Brussels believe that unintended consequences in the operation of data intermediaries need to be looked at more carefully by the Commission. How do we avoid that new ecosystems will not fall into the hands of a few big actors, S&D, MEP, Mia Petro, Kumpala, Natri, rapporteur for the European Parliament's text in the Industry Committee on the Data Strategy, asked? What are the incentives or motivations for companies, organisations or people to provide their data for intermediaries to further share the data? She continued. While the Commission seems to have watered down previous attempts at ring-fencing European industrial data in the block, Wednesday's text still establishes requirements for transfers to third countries. In order to build trust in the reuse mechanism, it may be necessary to attach stricter conditions for certain types of non-personal data that have been identified as highly sensitive as regards the transfer to third countries, the text states. While the Commission has removed the explicit data localization requirements found in earlier drafts, it still maintains restrictions on transferring commercially sensitive data to non-EU countries and would therefore require commercial data intermediaries to establish a legal representation in the EU, said Hélène Chivot from the Centre for Data Innovation, a US think tank in Brussels. Elsewhere as part of the Data Governance Act, the Commission would like to encourage the concept of data altruism in order to encourage businesses and the public sector to foster data sharing for the common good. This may go some way in helping the bloc remain resilient in certain crisis situations, such as COVID-19, where rapid and efficient sharing of health data is paramount. Moreover, the Commission would also like to establish an expert group in the form of a European Data Innovation Board, which will offer advice on best practices for data sharing methodologies. The board will consist of member state representatives, the commission and representatives of relevant data spaces across certain sectors. The EU's umbrella data protection organisation, the European Data Protection Board, will also be invited to appoint a representative to the new board. Wednesday's proposal is the first in a set of measures announced in the Commission's 2020 European Strategy for Data. Early next year, the Executive will also come forth with a Data Act, attempting to create an environment conducive to increased data sharing among businesses and governments. Stay tuned for much more. And that's all we've got time for this week. Please remember that online with us, you can get a comprehensive breakdown of all the tech stories in the EU politics and policy domain with my free digital brief newsletter. Sign up online today and don't forget to also subscribe to this podcast, which is published on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and Amazon Music. I've been Samuel Stolton and thank you very much indeed for listening. Music.